Hi, this is Sam, just a quick note. My audio is terrible in this one. Apologies for that. Um, a change of studio led to some technical errors, but it'll all be fixed for next week, so bear with it. I'll try to do the best I can. It's not, not too bad, hopefully. Cheers. Assimilate this. Right. We're here. This is it. Star Trek. First contact. This is the science fiction rating system. And I'm Chris. Over there we've got Sam. Hello. And Alex. Hey there. Ah, Yeah, uh, as I said, we're doing uh, Star Trek uh, First Contact this week. The link is, it's my birthday, so I chose. And it's also time travel, so it's kind of like what we did last week. Oh, look at that. He's got a balloon. Uh, it says um, birthday princess on it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll send you. it through the Happy camera to you. Happy birthday to you as well, you. even though it's some weeks ago now. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah cool, cool, cool. Um, this is, I've been waiting for this one because it's one of my favourite Star Trek oh. films. Um, you guys, you'd seen it before, Alex? Yes, I think I saw it in a cinema, to be honest. Okay. I feel like okay. I might have. I def- I, yeah, but definitely seen it. I, I remember really liking it at the time. Nice. Yes. I'm going to keep my cards closer to my chest than you just did. <laughs> uh, and Sam? Yeah, I saw the cinema and was very, very excited. Uh, cool. Watched it a lot. Had it on VHS. And I watched this just after we saw Star Trek V for the podcast. The oh, last right. time I okay. watched this because I was so upset about Star Trek. So I watched this after okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. the last oh. time I saw it. Sort of like... Yeah, some sort of like... Uh, Try and pull it back in, you know. Palate cleanser. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tre- therapy. <Trek> therapy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> it compared to Star Trek V, uh, it's quite different, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. This film is of the new era, well, the old era now, mm. the middle mm. era, the next generation era. It's, oh. it's peak best Star Trek time, isn't it? Because you've got Voyager yeah. and Deep Space Nine going as well. It's the yeah. whole this proper is, yeah. universe going This in. is the heyday. Yes. Yeah. They've got yeah. lots of lore to to pull from. Yes. They've got yeah. lots of references to make. Yeah. A whole wide world to uh, talk about and live in. Yeah. Um, flushed out in three TV series, mm. two concurrently. So um, pretty good. Pretty good. These are good times. I wouldn't say Star Trek was ever cool at this point, though, was it? It was kind oh, of no. always, no. even though there was a lot of it, I'm not sure it was ever cool. Well, less cool I think it, than it is now, to be honest. No. Yes, I mean, it was kind of, it was on at a mainstream time. Six o'clock, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Biggest, I mean, show, that's, biggest show on TV in some countries. Mm. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say it was cool, but it was definitely popular. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I think Star Trek is, you could argue, it's cooler now than it was then. Definitely, yeah. You couldn't, um, yeah. you couldn't admit to most people that you watched Star Trek, could you then? Whereas no, now, no, everyone it, watches everything. It's all the same, isn't it? So Then yeah. it was called to be into Star Wars. Yeah. Well, it's not now. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's true, actually. Yeah, so it was the heyday, I think. Uh, and we and they revisited a storyline which was... Um, we saw in Star Trek The Next Generation where 
Captain Jean-Luc Picard, played by Patrick Stewart, is assimilated by the Borg, which are the zombie robot robotic cyborg uh, race in Star Trek. Probably one of the best um, antagonists in Star Trek, I'd say, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. Iconic. Um, I mean, I was... Yeah. I, I, no, I, I mean, I watched this thinking they're kind of... As a, although they have to only exist in Star Trek, it's kind of sad because they're actually pretty brilliant villains. Like, mm. like you say, they combine zombies and robots. Mm. The main, the main, you know, you can mm. hear the question mark in my voice there. Mm. The main idea of the Borg just being these like these things that just take you on and wipe away mm. your personality and wander mm. around, and they you can't really defeat them because they they adapt so quickly. It's it's a pretty solid idea, like. Uh, mm. I think, the, like I, said, like, I think the more you know about it, the less good they are. I think they're better in that first episode, you know, when Q like splashes mm. them into the distance yeah, yeah, they meet them, that, mm. they're really good. And I think the more you get to know them, by the time they get into that one with Hugh in it and the Borg existence and stuff, I'm less into it. Yeah, but that, yeah, yeah. you know, the Lacutus episode, that has got to be the best cliffhanger end to a season of TV, you know, because the, the yeah. first part mm. ends with him being assimilated. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. The It's a double. Bill, yeah. it's like the end of one season, and I think it's the first of an of season four. Mm. Um, yes, and that's it. Yeah, and it and it chronicles like the invasion of the Borg into uh, the Federation, but the Borg are from the other side of the galaxy in mm. Star Trek. So yeah, uh, that's why we've never seen them before, even though some there've been mentions of them and things. Was well, that great thing, isn't the way? Like because he because Q smashes them way, you know, way away to meet them yeah. and then they know that well they're coming straight towards them but they're years away so they yeah. know that, that threat's coming yeah. it's really yes. cool sort of yeah. thing hanging over them um, so yeah I mean that's quite cool and it just lined up perfectly that we could get it in a movie really because I think they're, I don't know I, I watched the the episode where we're introduced to them and like the this film use of them like they do look a lot better in this film. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Mm. all the yeah. the costume and the makeup. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and then they're able to utilize everything they spent on this film. That's why we saw it loads in Voyager. It just became a massive thing yeah. in Voyager start mm. uh, the Borg because yeah. mm. you know they had all these assets. Yeah. And that's I actually guess, what it... helped Star Trek, right? Is that's why it looks so good on TV is because they had assets to share with yeah. the film. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Isn't it that they were kind of they were kind of riffing off the Wrath of Khan idea of having like let's spin off from an episode rather mm. than a standalone film because Generations was just absolute toilet and it didn't yeah. do very well, did it? Yeah. I mean, people, no. no one was happy with that, were no. they? Even no, at the no, time, no. So I think they they obviously just decided to like totally go. People mm. want Next Generation, so let's like give proper fans what they mm. want, which is an, an extension of an episode, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I think that's when these the Star Trek films are kind of at their best, oh, yeah. maybe, and I when watched, they do that. I watched First Contact with some non-Trekkies the other night, mm. and they actually ended by saying, oh, that's kind of just like a good episode, mm. which was an interesting that's good. comment, I thought. In some ways. Did, they, under- did yeah. they understand it? Were they like, they weren't I was baffled. having to do with quite a lot of in- introductions to things, because uh, uh, they'd only yeah. seen a little bit of TNG. Right, um, okay. Just before we get into the story, can I ask yeah. a law back question? Yeah. Um, there's a bit like towards the end when Picard says about the Borg, how he's saying, "Oh, um, about how you know we make the stand this far and no further, all that stuff." And he says they assimilate and we fall back. They assimilate, we fall back. But when mm. when does that happen? When is that going on? Is that I don't remember that being in the well, series. There had been like engagements with them before. They do. Well, there's like, a one, isn't there? There's the big one. But, but they're building up. They, 
they they destroy like colonies, and even at the beginning of the film, they they said uh, there was a colony destroyed or a planet right, okay. destroyed as they were like entering the Federation. Okay, right. I just didn't. I don't he remember is, that being a thing. What gets me? Like, is, they only ever send one ship. They sent one <laughs> ship, like yeah. in the series as well. Like, and they only just managed to be, defeat it. Like, yeah, Starfleet did. Like, just send two ships. Yeah, you've got millions <laughs> yeah. of ships. I mean, it's established in Voyager. There's thousands and thousands of ships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a um, bit dumb. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah. I mean, I've I've got some fixes to the board's strategy, which I'll talk about at the end. <laughs> uh, like how they could have they could have easily beat us. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, and we got a quiz to come up during this as well, haven't we? Um, yeah, we do uh, for my old uh, boss. Yeah, Star Trek uh, heavy quiz. Is it in one section? Is it, or should we break it up? How how do you want to play this? Uh, I think we should just do it in one go because you get to pick which questions you want. Okay, cool. I mean, well, we'll have yeah, a we'll have a we'll have a break, break yeah. halfway through. Cool. Yeah, yeah go in. Yeah, okay. Get in. Cool, yeah. So, we've established Borg are coming again. Uh, Jean-Luc Picard's got, like, a uh, psychic connection to them, shall we say, like, or a sort of... I don't know whether he's still yeah. got some sort of implant in him or something, but we sort of established yeah. there's a flashback. So, we... It, I think I was list, I was watching it from the perspective of if I didn't know anything on this one, and I think they do actually do a good job of setting stuff up. Mm. And I like, yeah. and I realise we don't see a Borg until really, really far in. And I think they do a really mm. good job of going, the Borg, the Borg are coming, the Borg are attacking. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And it's like this unseen monster. I and agree. It's lit- you don't see them until very far in. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I guess the only thing that would really, conf- like you said, what would confuse me, I think they do do a very good job. I guess what would confuse me is I would just be like, who are all of these people? Because they don't intro the characters at all, do they? You're pretty much, you've got to hit the ground running yeah. with who everyone is, what their jobs are. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. I mean, they don't say that Beverly Crush is a doctor. You don't no. know that Geordie, you don't know what their stations like are the, even. The war thing with the Defiant as well, without knowing that you'd be lost. Yeah. Like, why has this guy just come across another ship yeah. and come back to... Yeah, but then a, but a part of me was like, but surely this is because they realise how they mucked up you know, people want next generation. They want the full cast. They want them doing what they're doing. And also, think about you when know. it came out. Like, it, okay, not everyone watched it, but it was kind of ubiquitous. And you would you, yeah. you would know by osmosis who the main cast were, wouldn't you? I think. Yeah, time. yeah. And also, I think it would piss me off more if they spent yeah, like going through the ten minutes definitely. being like, "Oh, hi, science officer." Yeah. Like, it would just be a bit lame, wouldn't it? Like, you'd be a bit annoyed by that. And we yeah. do get all the main cast in like one room at the beginning, like having doing yep. the classic thing of you know round the table, yeah, you know, thinking through a prog- problem, and yep. that is kind of what we lose in the new Star Trek in TV because I yes, I really like people working together to solve a problem. Yeah. The new one is just you. people walk into a room and just re, re- Giving tell each the, the plot sass. to each other. Yeah. yeah. Constantly. And all, and I would say also, not to get too heavy, but like that is where maybe we're wrong culturally. Because mm. you're right, at this period, it was about everyone together. Everyone's mm. got their own strengths. They're all bringing something to the yeah. table. We'll work it out. And then in the modern Trek, it's like, no, one person's the Messiah. It's all on them. They've got to make mm. all the decisions. And, you know, we all yeah. just follow them blindly. Yeah. It's not a group thing at all. They, they run into of... the room every 10 minutes. Tell us what's going on and we get on with it over and over Yeah, again. yeah. 
Yeah. I think it's because they're trying to be a little bit like Star Wars in the sense of they want to yeah. they want to create like a Wild West sort of scenario. When yeah. this old Star Trek was like Earth is a utopia, and yeah. we this film basically tells a story of how how Earth becomes a utopia in a sense, mm. isn't it? Because it yeah. shows the events which lead up to how everything changes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and there's some interesting. Actually, there are some interesting lines about. I don't remember them talking about like money or about yeah. like this is stuff this is like the first before. time in Trek they established that concrete fact about the fact mm. there's no money in the future. This is the first time they ever yeah. do that properly. Yeah, but there's no yeah. disease and children aren't hungry and you know it's like there's there's literally they really paint the whole like credo of what Star mm. Trek is at one point, don't they? They really. Yeah. St- do you think this <laughs> like, is also like probably the last point before they get obsessed with the idea of the corruption of the Federation? And like ever since, yeah. they're just so into the yeah. idea of like Federation, which yeah. is cool in a sense, but they yeah. can't seem to get past that kind of thing. No. Um, but also, no. I mean, the old the old films with like the original cast were kind weren't a utopia either. No. No. Really, no, they were more really. like they were. They were. I think they were low. They weren't as highfalutin in there. No. In their no. concepts, were they? And I think it's like only TNG which invented that for totally. Star Trek, yeah, yeah. right? I guess the older ones were more militaristic. Yeah, it's like it's space more navy. Kind of, yeah. It's the space navy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, that's true. Like, I, I don't really like the... imagine like Shatner going down to a planet and having the you know the ethical exactly yeah. <laughs> things that Picard used to. Yeah, yeah. I don't like their new their new uniforms. Oh, that I love them. I like. I them. Oh, them. I, didn't, I love them. Oh, I yeah. didn't like them. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I think it's really that, that's the most exciting thing about it. I thought at the time it was like, oh my god, it's like new, the new ship and the new uniform and stuff. Really yeah, exciting. I mean, you can see the film upgrade that's happened. Yeah, can't yeah, you? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah no, obviously, they, they were stuck with the yeah. old ship on the la- on generations, weren't they? Um, and yes, they had to quickly destroy that. Yeah. Before we go any further, I don't want to miss the bit. You know, with, with the dream and the 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 yeah, they're drilled uh, onto the eye because that's yeah. haunted yeah. me ever since seeing oh, that as yeah. a kid. That yeah, yeah. I don't actually know how they did that. It's a clever effect, no. isn't it? Do you think they put a contact lens on and actually press something onto his eye? I don't know. I don't know. Or does it even touch his eye? You just do. You just think it does. I think it does. It does. It you see it go in. Lens. You definitely. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that sort of whole setting up what the Borg is, but we don't really know. Is mm. kind of interesting, yeah. and you do get that sort of body mutilation sort of idea of what it might be, don't mm. you? Yeah. That no. No. There's, there's... body horror. Yeah, and there's a lot of like n- later on. There's some really nice subtle bits mm. where there's just people like having their arms yeah. replaced. I mean, if they made and, like, this now, it'd be a lot more sort of like Prometheusy, wouldn't it? Yeah, how they show. I, I do think that they should they should have explained Picard's weird mental thing. That's the, <clears throat> the yeah at the start here. I, I think there should have been a payoff mm. for why like he has got an implant. He finds that yeah, maybe like he goes into sick bay at the beginning when he's sort of getting these things, yeah. and it's established that there's still an yeah. implant in him or something. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like yeah. lit up because the Borg are around or something. Yeah, yeah, no, you're um, right. Yeah, but yeah, so then there's this big battle, and that's I I always like this battle. So you see the the fleet attacking the Borg. Brilliant. Cube. Yeah, mm. very well done. Uh, yeah, lots of ships were invented for this battle. Like, oh, it, it I think it establishes that Starfleet designed a lot of new types of ship because they knew this was coming. Oh, okay. So. You get to see warships, basically, because the, yeah. I think the whole TNG was basically the idea that the starships had, like, families and yeah. children yeah. on board. Yeah. And well, that's what the defiance is, isn't it, a warship? 
Yeah, and they've gone into a more of a, a war footing, shall we say. Uh, that shot, you know, when the defiance there and, and it, they, he's yeah. like, there's a ship coming in and they shot that shot where the Enterprise comes across the front. Yeah. I, that is so... Yeah. I get shivers watching that. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. I like when they're just all just shooting torpedoes at it. Like, just yeah. go... Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, what does everyone think about the E, Enterprise E, the design of the E? Love it. I love it. Yeah, I like I love, it. I love the lengthening of it. Like, it looks mm. more... Like classic in the classic film era, mm. yeah. Um, and I think ILM like insisted that they had to do this because the the D the model for that was impossible to shoot with. Right. <laughs> and also, it's not you know how the old films the the ship was kind of lit by itself with like spotlights on the yes yeah. like the yeah registry yeah. and the name and stuff. The D doesn't have any of that, and they were just like this. This ship is really boring to like light and use, <laughs> so we're going to have to blow it up. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I like it. I like all the. I like all the new. This new sort of rebranding of Star Trek. It's quite yeah, yeah, it's quite nice. I wish we'd got a series with the E. You know, it'd be nice to see mm. more. Wouldn't it? Cause you can barely see it really in these three films. Don't they destroy it in Nemesis? Doesn't it? They blow up. No, Nemesis? it gets. Gets rammed, but it doesn't get destroyed. Um, yeah, so yeah, and then the Borg, uh, using Picard's knowledge, they destroy the cube, and the Borg sphere comes out of the cube. Uh, I've got, I've got yeah. a little uh, a question, a teaser question, question. Yeah, yeah. no points, but you okay. know, uh, do you know the reason? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the episode that, that mm-hmm. explains the reason why Picard is able to take control of the entire fleet in that scene. The reason. You can either, if you have the reason, it's even better. But do you know, if you could quote the episode, it was uh, the reason was explained in as well. Oh, yes. Be... Yeah. Is it in Voyager? It is in Voyager. Yeah. Wow, and, Chris. And the episode is called Equinox. Oh, wow. <laughs> and. <laughs> The, that's and, it's Equinox Part One. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah wow. And do you and, know what the? Uh, yes. Do you know what the? I, I can't. Is? I can't quote the exact. <laughs> no, of fleet. Yeah, just generally. Just Paragraph. general regulation. Yeah, <laughs> it's basically in a in a tactical situation. The the ship with which has the higher weapons capability. The wow. Captain, that that captain oh, well. takes yeah. over. It is, it's uh, Regulation 191, Article 14. In a combat situation <laughs> yeah. involving more than one ship, command falls to the vessel with tactical superiority. Yeah. Uh, since the Enterprise E has just shown up, has not fired any expendable munitions, mm. and has not suffered injuries or damage whatsoever, mm. it is by far the most tactical superior ship, and therefore Picard is in control of the Federation fleet. Yeah. Yeah. That, wow. I mean, that was just that was just for kudos, basically. <laughs> that isn't even the quiz. I just had that written down. I've got a few of those. I'll be like, oh, that's a good them. episode, actually. Uh, Equinox one and two in Voyager. I don't. Which one is that? Is that the one with the Borg in it? No, no. They bump into another Federation ship at the other side of the galaxy, mm. but where Voyager has kept all like their regulations and it's it's they like kept it very Starfleet. This other one has gone a bit dark. Right. This other oh. this other ship. The Borg Queen's in Voyage, isn't she? I'm not misremembering that, am I? Yes, yeah, they, yeah. They, uh, they use a different actor at one point, but then they switch back to this this actress. And the Borg Queen is never in Next Generation, no, is she? No, 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 this is the first appearance. No, right, good, no, okay. Yeah. And no. why, is, why is Wesley Crusher not there? He's long gone. He's in... Uh, he's become he's a in, god. Um, yeah, no, uh, no, he comes back in uh, the next one, I think. 
Well, no, they cut it? him out. It, no, they filmed it and they cut it out of Insurrection. Yeah, yeah, he's in yeah. The, he's at the wedding, isn't he? Yeah, but they cut oh, it out. Okay. But no, he's gone off with that bloke because he's a traveller. He's like, he's like gone yeah. into a new place. Oh, he's, he's in his Starfleet uniform in the next one, though, that they cut out. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Okay, um, yeah. No, I did wonder. Okay, good. Um, yeah, they only brought the Queen in, I think. And they, I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing because obviously the Borg were like and had no face to them before yeah. as a, mm. like a foe. I don't know. If, yeah. They have to have something which is kind of you can focus on as an antagonist, right? So that's what they. Yeah. yeah. I think. Let's, yeah, we'll get to get it later. I think there's another way of doing it where you don't have to have a Borg Queen, but we'll get to it yeah, later. Yeah, let's get into it later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, 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 the sphere comes out. Uh, they they chase it and it's still going towards Earth and then it goes makes a, a time vortex uh, yep. of which the Enterprise gets stuck in the wake of temporal wake a, mm. a temporal wake and they can see that the Borg have gone back in time to assimilate Earth. Uh, I quite like that shot where you can see like Earth Earth. And it's all Borgified. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they carry on back in time. And they realise that the Borg are trying to attack this place in North America um, in the 2060s. 2063. Yeah. Where where Zephyrin Cochran, who invents, is basically the guy who invents warp drive, is about to do his Mm. first warp flight. I like that they just go time travel and they don't really hang around like yeah, yeah, yeah. explaining it or trying to justify yeah. it. They're just like, oh, we're going back in time. Right, cool, and there's let's no do shot, it. And there's no shot in the vortex where they're just holding on going, <laughs> like they did in the old films, like, or where their face is kept, like, stretched. Yeah. No, it's just like, that's just the plot. Get on with it. It's science fiction. Yeah. If you're not going to accept this, then you can piss off, basically. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of what the yeah, film's saying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just get on with it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah and well you might have noticed uh, there's there's the the normal crew from TNG but there's also a ringer in there some guy we don't know Hawk. who it is Hawk. Who's, who's on the control do you know do you know Hawk do you know mm-hmm. that he was in the original script I've got it here uh in the early draft of screenplay Lieutenant Hawk was gay and therefore was to have been the first openly gay character in any Star Trek series or movie However, any reference to his sexual orientation was exercised from the later drafts of the, of the screenplay. It was later confirmed he was gay in a, in a Star Trek tie-in novel, Section 31 Rogue, mm. by Andy Mangles and Michael A. Martin. Mm. So kind of the only interesting thing, not being rude, about the character was basically taken out of the script. Um, mm. He's weird, isn't he? I hate him. Hawk. He's awful. He's a bad actor. He's the guy from Minority He was in Minority Report. I don't that mind guy. him. I don't mind him. I don't like any that's, not that guy. that's not that guy, I don't think. Is oh, it, it is. Yeah, it's the minor, minor, yeah, minority report oh, right. guy. I don't like any yeah. time they, they bring a character on and they all talk to him as though we all know Hawk is. Oh, Hawk, do this, Hawk, yeah. do that. It's like, bullshit, Hawk's not been here for two seconds. You yeah. might as well bring me no. in. I mean, the way he's been on the bridge for like even like a few months, so they would know him quite well. No, no, but I don't, but but I think... don't. I don't like that, though. Yeah. You know? But I think there's... I agree with Sam, because not very far from this point... There's a bit in engineering where Geordie just says to this random person, oh, sort out the environmental controls. And then the random person's all like, yeah, I'll get on with that. And then, then you see the random person again bit talking to their friend being like, oh, these environmental controls I are really like wacky. I like that scene because it's no, kind of but got then, a bit but, of realism to it, that scene. No, it like, does. It seems, but, weird. it seems real. 
But my point is, those people die literally yeah. seconds yeah. later. Yeah. And I agree, yeah. I agree yeah. with Sam. All you yeah. do is stare at Hawk going, yeah. you're blainly going to yeah, die. Exactly. When is, is it, this going to happen? He's a red like, shirt who like, should be there for five minutes, not for like yeah. four, you know, 90 minutes or whatever it is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, way too long. No, he's in it way too long. Well, if yeah. you're going to kill someone who's on the bridge, you might as well do it later on, right? No, I think you want to kill a main cast member or you have that Borg thing where he goes back, be temporary and he comes back yeah. with someone you care about. Yeah. Make it Barclay yeah. or someone like that, you know. Mm. Oh. Yeah. See, I quite like I like like what they've done there. No. Um, okay, so they go down, they real oh, they destroy the Borg sphere. They yeah. go down, they realise the the warp ship has been damaged. Mm. Um uh, we see what twenty thirty sixty three looks like, sorry. Um they abandon the kind of the prime directive pretty quickly, don't they? Because that bit when Data just jumps yeah. all that way down <laughs> yeah. to stop so the girl firing. I mean, that's already surely that instantly shows he's not a human being. Like, I'm kind of conflicted about this because I I got sick of them constantly going on about that kind of thing of time travel about how you can't affect right. that. Okay. But at the same time, they are so cavalier and ridiculous with it. You know, and so over the top with how much they're willing to just think, fuck it, it doesn't matter, you know, we're going to go up on the ship and stuff like yeah. that. It's a bit ridiculous, isn't it, really? Yeah. There was a few... I, I, I know what you mean. It'd be a bit annoying if they were trying too hard not to. But there's a couple of moments in this where I was just a bit like, surely this is completely against yeah. what they're There's more of a conversation, like, shouldn't I suppose, about why yeah. they break it so frequently, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and how much they help him. I mean, surely by even helping <laughs> oh, him, no, they ridiculous. are undoing... That is ridiculous, yeah. Like, yeah. And the fact that Geordie and Riker well, they're maintaining their They're maintaining their past, though. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. By helping him. That's yeah. what they're trying to... That's the thing with Star Trek, is like they always try and save their version of reality... Yeah. yeah, I guess. I I think maybe all it needed was a line where he said, "Oh, my team's been killed. So my pilots and my my co-pilots and my engineers have all been killed." And they were like, "Oh, then we have to help because they don't really they don't really explain why they're helping him so much, not really." I've got big problems with all of it to be honest, this, this stuff. What the um, the Cochrane stuff? Yeah, but I'll get to it later on because it's more the okay. stuff that's bad, but yeah. Okay. Um well, I assume that woman would be his co-pilot, right? Yeah, Lily. Who ends up going up to the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who was in the core. Yeah. So she's... Yeah. <laughs> she in the core? Yeah, yes. she's the, she's the, the one back in NASA yeah, or wherever they call center. it. Right. Mission yeah. control. Yeah. 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 Somehow, she's actually good in that, and she's pretty good in this, I think, as yeah. well. I don't yeah. believe any yeah. of these people are rocket scientists, though. No. I mean, that's one of the big problems. Or, it's like the, the idea that, that, that warp travel was invented by some, some idiot on this little tiny little base. It makes no sense. In a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, because Ryan yeah. says that like 600 million are dead, which means there's still, you know, at least 7 billion alive, right? And they're, they're expecting yeah. to attack some other separatists and things like that. So there's, there's some sort of more government around that should yeah. be, that would, would more realistically create warp travel. The fact this guy invents warp, the warp travel is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> It doesn't look that bad, does it? The post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> it's not that bad. Well, it just I mean, looks like, like it just looks like normal America yeah. hit town, right? Yeah, yeah it but does. Like, yeah, like I'm not sure it, that's a setting where you could just. You'd need somewhere like CERN. Yeah, exactly. You need yeah. more of a complex about it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, it doesn't. Uh, I, I just kept thinking like that doesn't look too like 
I think I could live there. Like, but it doesn't look hard going. If it's that easy to invent it, then, so, then at some point during that World War, probably, when they were putting a lot of money and, and resources into, mm. you know, rocketry and things yeah. like that, someone would have invented it, wouldn't they? Not this Cochrane bloke. I think, I guess my counter-argument to you would be, I think the film, one of the, the kind of, the, the big messages of the film is that real heroes or like real people are fallible and they're not like yeah, they're not yeah. like these godlike creatures they are just normal people who get drunk and listen to Roy Orbison it's and stupid, I think though. but yeah but I mean I think maybe it gets too obsessed with doing that yeah. and then yeah like you say and then actually portrays the characters being a bit not actually being intelligent like, enough or what, driven enough I mean enough. there's a flair to Star Trek in the sense of like everyone only seems to get ahead in Star Trek if you break the rules Yes, which doesn't yeah. make any sense at all. No. So, yeah. What if Cochrane, yeah. right? These refugees. What if he's a scientist who had worked on a warp program before the apocalypse? Yeah. And has spent the post-apocalypse yeah. putting together refugees to finish these plans he had as a yeah. scientist yeah, back then. Just, make... just give me that line. It's all I need. You know. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. It's true. Um, yeah. Fair enough. And fair enough. I like the idea that they're using like a nuclear silo in like Montana. Like yeah as the place because they the thing the biggest leap for me would be how are they launching rockets right yeah, yeah. and standing about two everything foot else it goes, goes up yeah because <laughs> everything else seems to be like you know i guess it's like quantum physics-y you know it's like all in the small you know mm. you could do it with maybe a smallish sort of setup i don't know like the mm. warp stuff I'm talking about, like the yeah, but it's like you still need literally like Cape Canaveral to actually get into yeah. space, into yeah. space. Yeah. So the the whole nuclear missile silo, I think, is a good clever yeah. move. Yeah. So they figure out that the Borg have somehow got onto the Enterprise. Yeah. Um, and they total tra- rip off of the alien bit when he's in the little pipes and he's the Jeffrey like, tube. Huh? Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I like the bit where they like take over the computer and then Data has to lock the computer. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I always like that fast programming stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, I like when they're about to go down as well. He goes, mid-21st century clothing. Uh, and we'll take the only person on the bridge who doesn't look human. <laughs> Data. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they figure out the Borg are on board the ship, and uh, then it splits into two basic, two basic setups, doesn't it? You've got the yeah. the fight against the Borg on the Enterprise, and then mm. you've got the trying to fix the Phoenix on the planet. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it cuts between the two, I think, quite successfully. Yeah. <clears throat> And then basically, it's literally you see we get to see all these different places on the Enterprise as they sort of fight in different places outside, in inside holodeck, you name it. Well, I don't, the, get, I don't like I don't sick, like the holodeck. Sick bay, bit. we see the Doctor. That's good. The holodeck bit is terrible. The I, holodeck. I, I just felt like that was some weird pandering to like <clears throat> either either to Patrick Stewart yeah. or <clears throat> to. Star Trek fans, but that's not. As, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Trek. I like Next Generation. Mm. I like Star Trek. That's not Star Trek. I like. No. I mean, I get seeing the holodeck, but yeah. it just felt really a weird kind of. Aside. Also, what is the I what is the point of what he does in there? 
Well, and, and because why... he wants to get the chip out of the Borg. Yeah. Right? But why are the Borg confused by the holodeck? They're robots. Surely they understand but, it's but, not but also, real. To, to get that chip, what does he need to do? He just needs to get a Tommy gun, doesn't he? So why doesn't he go in there and just go the summon a Tommy gun? Yeah, why does he have to do the silly, like, and go well, take index? Well, he knows, rah, 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 well, he knows rah, like... there's, like, a program which could cause confusion because you've got all these holograms in between him and them. But why are they confused it's, by it's that? Stupid. They're robots. Just, it's really stupid. He just stupid. literally walks in and he goes, computer, give me a Tommy gun. They open the door, brrr, kill him, done. The, it, the only good bit is him with the Tommy gun, like, ah! Like, that is a cool <laughs> yeah. image and it looks cool in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I just didn't get... I mean, my only question with all of this is why don't they just then start replicating Tommy guns and everyone uses Tommy guns yeah. on the Enterprise? Well, well, yeah. Because yeah. well, the fans don't combat. seem to be getting through. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. It just, it's very... But then again, they used, but then there was a silly holodeck bit in Generations where they're all on the boat, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. It's like they've got it's to have like, it, isn't it? Yeah. They've got to yeah, have the holodeck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this fight bit, though, right? This is a, the, I don't think the Borg are that good anymore, and that's because of this. Because they walk slowly, right, down these thin, cor- thin corridors, and they've got the cool thing they they modulate and adapt to guns, stuff like that. Mm. But they show them very susceptible to physical violence. You know, like they break data yeah. breaks a neck, wharf like knocks over stuff like mm. that. So, like, why don't you just go to the the um, holodeck, replicate some spears or something, a bit of distance, they walk very slowly <laughs> and just poke them down the corridor. Yeah. Like, mm. they don't work as a villain in this, in this space. They're, they're better as a bigger a bigger threat, an existential threat. On a smaller scale, I don't think they're very... I don't, I don't like them. Don't bite them. I, I like them. I still think they're good. I didn't like that they alter the time that you get ball-guised. Some yeah. people get turned into a ball in seconds. Yeah. Some people it takes, like, there's a big, like, process. Yeah. Um, I think what ruins the Borg in this film is the Borg Queen. I think she is a terrible character. I'm sorry. I think she undoes. The, they're really good villains, and I don't like the Borg Queen. I don't see the point to her. I mean, I read that they did it because there was a load of dialogue that Data was having with a computer. Yeah. yeah. So they invented this and character. The whole idea so that, of him talking to slow in AI just doesn't do it for me. No, but maybe just don't have data talking to anyone. But, like why But also, why can't why can't data be the Borg Queen character, right? Why can't it be that the Borg yeah. infect the ship and somehow get into yeah. data and data oh. in a law sort of form yeah, yeah. becomes the oh. villain, the antagonist. That would or like be that, brilliant. Or like that one where Barclay takes over the computer. Yeah, maybe yeah. not Barclay, but yeah. But like no. in, in data, then they even they get so close to getting to it with this whole idea that like she can offer him emotion yeah. stuff like that. So we know that he wants something else. So what if there's something else he wants is this hive mind, mm. you know, and yeah. that's the villain. It's yeah, 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 that is so I think much be better. better. If they just hacked data, right, and just had yes. those wires going into data, yeah, that would have been so much better. Well, there's like a, like a twist of like, you know, you have the 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 the, the, the betrayal, then don't you? And data turns around mm. to Picard, and he's like, no, because then it, they could actually like bolt on bits of like the crew onto him, like yeah, he wants the all sorts. The flesh that, and, and you've that got, would have been brilliant. You've got so many yeah. examples in the series of data becoming evil and being bad and being a liability. You know, just yeah. go with it. I would, yeah. I would. That is brilliant. That totally fixes all the problems and also it avoids all of the really yucky, horrible sex stuff. Stupid, isn't it? It's so they stupid. Just, like, why? I don't want to know. I don't want data like her blowing on his arm and like it's just, it's just mm. yucky. Like it. 
well, they're trying not, to uh, they try to do all the Geiger shit with with the Borg. Like, yeah. they try and make it a little bit sort of sexy, yeah. don't they? Yeah, but, it, but it's but, the Geiger alien sexiness. It's like an an, an unknown mm. other. Like, it's like a yeah. it's a more primal sort of sexiness, isn't it? This is just yeah. like a. It's like a, yeah. a, a shit hooker, like doing crap, yeah. chat yeah. lines on you, isn't it? Yeah. It's so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I, I, it's I don't awful. like any of that. Yeah. I don't like any of those scenes, and yeah. and I don't even like Data's stupid um, table he's yeah. on with that stupid light going behind his head, and in the way he's yeah. got he's got one hand clamped back, right? But the other one, yeah. he's just holding on to like a little like, um, yeah. like a little. <laughs> That's like, why they do his thing, right? That's when they're doing his. But he just let go, wouldn't he? <laughs> She's <laughs> a bit silly. So. <laughs> I don't know. So yeah. yeah, and so basically, that it's all kicking off on the ship. Uh, data's captured because basically they're trying to make it to the engineering section to puncture one of those tanks hmm. to get the the gas out, which liquefies organic matter. Yeah, which I'm not sure was totally clearly explained. They just... I, I guess there is a bit where he explains it, but I was with people who weren't trekky yeah and they couldn't really understand why for instance why couldn't it just be released out of the like the ducts why did they have to go to this place Mm. and i think you need another conversation when picard goes back to the bridge in the middle of the film you need another clarification there of why it's important and what's going on because i agree you kind of even i've kind of forgot what the reason was for doing that Yeah. yeah yeah Um, but there's, but like you said, there's lots of times they'll do one thing, like when they're trying, when they're out on the out on the ship, yeah. uh, where there's Hawk and uh, and uh, Picard and Wolf. Mm. Like you say, Wolf just goes hand to hand. You're like, mm. okay, well that's cool and all, but weird. Uh, for some it's the reason, Klingon way though, I think that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, a cultural yeah, choice. yeah. Um, uh, Hawk has forgotten the past his password. <laughs> like he's literally have. reset it, his password. It goes. Access deny on all of them for some yeah, reason. I don't know but, what that. that I and mean, he's just like, oh, I changed it last Wednesday. What did I do? Is it password <laughs> one or password whatever? But then Picard just shoots the floor and the and it blows up and the, yeah. and the, the guy After just. They specifically it, said we mustn't hit the deflector yeah, dish. Yeah. yeah, but also if that works, why aren't they all just doing that? Just going, yeah. oh right, it spun off. Oh, the thing that was about like, that is that the bit that he hits is the bit that they don't eject. So. You know, what is it they're not trying to hit? Mm. I think it's the bit they eject that they're not trying to hit. Yeah. Right. And, and when Hawk dies, it, yeah. he's it's a terrible piece of acting. He just, Awful. like, screams really... He's like, ah! There's, <laughs> also, really there's, a, there's a continuity problem here because the last shot you see from outside the ship, they show it from above, yeah. and there's three yeah. characters walking around the, the thing yeah. again. Oh, is there? Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, uh. But I mean, that scene is kind of—we've not seen that before, have we? That no, I like it's enjoyable. T- yeah, yeah, I did yeah. like that, and the I whole like yeah. how the the ship's yeah. upside down. That's yeah, no, weird. I liked. Yeah, the okay, geography yeah. of the ship is quite. And that cool. weird yeah. No, music, I like that. that weird, like Casio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, g- generally I like that scene. I'd have to say it's, it's too just, long, though, isn't it? it yeah, it's mm. a bit too long. Uh, the, yeah. I mean, there are different ways. I was trying to think of a way of how they beat the Borg if. Because they can separate the ship, yeah. They could yeah. have, they could have got into shuttle bays. They should have got into shuttles, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. He says we can't get to a shuttle bay at that point. That's why they have to go for a walk. I don't know. I mean, no. Um, I mean, what you what you said is right. Like Picard has already made the point that if you've been got by the Borg, it's it's yeah. you, it's a mercy to kill them. So you're yeah. right. You just cut the the you, you put that spray out across the whole floor they're in. Yeah. Yeah. They're done, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, or just open the airlocks. I don't yeah, know. yeah, submit um, to space, yeah. But also, yeah. if I was the Borg and I was on that sphere, if you wouldn't board, you wouldn't be into the Enterprise, into I'd beam all my drones to just random places on yeah, Earth yeah. and just infect the whole fucking planet. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'd that's be impossible your, to stop. Yeah. yeah, that's your end goal anyway. Yeah. So you kind yeah. of achieve it a lot quicker. Yeah, it's yeah. not... Yeah, if you beam them down, um, if you beam them down to the planet, no one would know how to deal with the Borg. That's because they're scared no. of like Tommy guns and, and old-fashioned bullets, so Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and jousts, jousting. Yeah, joust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a good time for a quiz, I think. Oh, okay, right. So, so as I said in the teaser, the other, the uh, last episode, you've got my my old boss Tom has written a Star Trek quiz. He always does. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. I'm, I'm sure Cheers, he Tom. does listen. He does. Uh, he's a long time yeah. listener. Cool. Nice try with that uh, Equinox. Uh, <laughs> oh no, that was me. I did that one. That was my question. Yeah, that was my yeah. question. Don't worry, that was me. That wasn't him. So you've yeah. got two sections. Data is the technical que- questions. Yeah. Law is story oh, questions. Is this because I complained? So no, I, I don't know. I, you know, Star Trek Five. I complained about it being all data and no law. Oh, so okay, maybe. Oh, wow. Thank yeah. you, thanks, Tom. It's a good idea, though. Yeah. There are. I think there might. We should have B four questions. The uh, <laughs> which are just dumb ones. Yeah. <laughs> I think there might be more of one type than the other, so you might go through. If you if you run out, you won't be able to pick. Okay. But um, okay. but yeah, as as uh, he's a mate. Well, is he? I don't. You know, you're not at a disadvantage, Sam. But you're going to go first. Okay. So, thanks. do you want data or do you want? I'm going to go for law, please. Right, law. Okay. Which vessel was Picard's first command? Oh, things like this. Um... I don't know. You, uh, Chris, do you want to steal? Uh, yeah, the uh, USS Stargazer. It is the Stargazer, yep, okay. Mm. Right, so, Chris, uh, data or law? Data? Let's go data. Of course you are. How large is a Borg cube? Oof. In what measurement? Big. Uh, uh, I've, I've got here long. No, no, uh, what? Kilometres long. Right. Kilometres. Kilometers. Uh, and, and I want the internal volume in cubic kilometres oh. as well. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's the only way you'll get a point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like a kilometer square. I got three kilometers long. Oh, so, an, and it's a cube, so it'll be high and wide. Yeah, as well. With an internal volume of twenty-eight cubic kilometers. Yeah, I've never understood yeah. cubic thing because wouldn't you just say it's three cubic kilometers then? Yeah, I don't know. When, um, that's according to Voyager. That's not, yeah. yeah. That's when I was a kid, my parents had a box set of the Borg episodes on VHS and it mm. came in a Borg cube, a big, oh, big cardboard Borg cool. cube. It was brilliant. Well, that's pretty cool. Okay, um, Sam. I don't know if there's or... different sizes of cube, though. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That's a fair one. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> a fair thing to say. Yeah. Uh, data or law? I'll take law again. Taking law again. Who is responsible for the Enterprise first meeting the Borg? Q. Yes. It, do you know in which episode? Q Q. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to give you an extra point. Uh, right, data or law? Okay, I will give. I will give. Thank it. you. I'll get um, uh, <laughs> da- uh, law. Let's go law. Oh, he's going to go law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the colony that data was discovered on, Omicron oh. Theta, was destroyed by what? Crystalline entity. Oh, it is the crystalline yeah. entity. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay. Stephen Stevens at the moment. Ta- data or law? I'll take data then. Oh, okay. 
How much energy could the Enterprise D generate per second in billion gigawatts? Uh, 3.6. 3.6 billion gigawatts. Chris, do you want to have a a punt on this? I don't know it in gigawatts. What do you know it in? I can't convert it. What do you know it in, though, Chris? I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Don't they do things in Cochrane's because it's all named after... Def and Cochrane. Again, this is according to an episode, so yeah. I've got what episode it's according to, so you okay. have to take out with... Uh, it's 12.75 billion gigawatts, according to episode True Q. Wow. Though, it, though it says, though in reality, it was as much or as little as the episode needed at the time. Yeah. So it's a bit <laughs> of a trick question. Uh, Chris, data or law? Uh, data. He's gone for the data. Right. How many decks are there on the Enterprise E? E, uh, he says e. it, doesn't he? He says, is it 24? Okay. He says it. He says it in the film, right? Th- 32. Okay, no, it's 32. right. It's not 32. Okay, so do you want, do you want the, re- the, the answer I've got written here? You've said 24. Well, there's, there's, I think there's an incontinuity <laughs> in the film because oh, Picard clearly good. says this, this ship has X yep. amount of decks and then there's a scene where, where I think Worf goes... The Borg are currently on deck and it's like more than the total amount. I'm going to give you a bonus point for that because it says, my answer here says, well, it depends. The blueprints for the shooting model say 23. In first contact, we are told both 24 and Mm. 26. And in Star Trek Nemesis, the the Remans beam aboard deck 29. And right. then it just says, honestly, this should be basic stuff for them to get, right? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's like very film, basic. You know that one where, what's the film where, when um, Sulu says about how they're going to search the whole of the Alpha Quadrant? Do you remember that? Yes. And it's things yeah, like that yeah. where you think, you've got, you're yeah. sure you've got a show Bible with these sorts of things written down. You know, it's yeah, not yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's okay. like in Star Trek V when they're zooming up the fucking lift and it's like 80. Oh, yeah. It's like going. 88. <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> Okay, data or law, Sam? I'll go back to law. Go back to law. The actor that provided the voice of the computer also played which role in The Next Generation? Um, uh, 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 Troy's mum. It's, it's yeah. Major Barrett, Roddenberry's wife, and she's called Laxana La- Troy. Brilliant. Excellent. Perfect answer. Uh, data or law, uh, Chris? Uh, data. Let's data. I think you're going to get this one because I I read this recently. Mm. Uh, which species serves aboard the Enterprise D in the Cetacean Ops section? Oh, uh, uh, dolphins, but I don't yeah. know their. I yes. don't know the, yeah, the it is dolphins, Latin yeah. name for the no, you don't need dolphin. <laughs> yes. When did well that? Done. When did okay. that come up? Uh, Just in the. What do you mean? When did it come up? Is it in? They mention it in the series. It's just on the planet. Yeah, there's like someone. It goes. There's like an announcement, like such and such come to Cetacean Ops <laughs> or something. Yeah. And then in the blueprints, remember there's yeah, actually remember the, like yeah. whole sections of the ship yeah, which are yeah. apparently they're used to navigate because <laughs> they their brains are adapted to navigating a 3D environment. Oh It'd be good to see a Star Trek where they go like that, that weird route, wouldn't it? If things like that. Oh, which... I think. Well, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if Lower Decks. We don't see it soon because they've already talked about it. Oh right. Uh, the last yeah. one was like such a reference. It literally got to the point where he was referencing things every sentence, and it got to the <laughs> point, and he goes, uh, "This is a sham. Uh, this is a sham uh, trial," and he just goes, 
Drumhead. <laughs> like that's the name of the of like this episode in TNG where it's like a sham trial. And it's like he's just then he just starts just saying episode names of TNG. <laughs> like yeah. I know Sam, like it, so. data or law? Play a law again. You're gonna go law. Right. This is this this one you could get there's a possibility there's three there's three points on the table for this this question. So this could get you back in the race. Armin Shimmerman. Mm, Quark. Yeah, is best known for playing Quark in Deep Space Nine. How many other characters did he play in Next Generation, and can you name them? So this is he's a Ferengi, um, one of the slave ones with a whip in one of the first series, isn't he? I think. Okay. No. Uh, no. 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 Do you know how many how many characters does he play? First? Hang on, let me think. Isn't Quark, Quark's Next Generation? Isn't he, I think, and that one when they go through Space Nine. Was that just Bashir? Yeah, there's it? the crossover episode. Yeah, yeah. no. Um, I think, does he play, I don't know, I'm going to say three. <gasps> well done. Can you name any of them for bonus points? You've got one point. Yeah, I mean, I know that he's that Ferengi slave. I can't yeah, think. Yeah, he's a Ferengi, yeah. Okay. I can't think of the ones he is, no. No, he, yeah. The it's Ferengi too... one, I'm trying to think, because the Ferengis have like a rank name, and that would be a common, I can't remember what it is. It's when they're like hunchback, isn't it? They've got those weird whips. Yeah, yeah. Did, yeah, I mean, they hadn't fully <laughs> developed what a Ferengi no, was. No, not at, that at all, point. no. No, he plays. He, do you know any of the names, Chris? No, no. It's, it's, he plays two Ferengis and a not a Ferengi. Yeah. Uh, Damon Brachtor. Damon. Oh, Damon. I mean, that's what they call so Damon. Uh, Damon is like Captain. The rank. I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, Lee Tech is another Ferengi, mm. and then I've got written here gift box face. I don't know what that is. That's just obviously another <laughs> not a Ferengi. It says. Gift so I don't know what that face. means. Okay. Yeah, gift box face. Uh, right here we go. Back back in there, Chris. Data mm. or law? Uh. Let's go data, let's go. Let's go for it. Data. In the episode Chain of Command, how many lights are there? One. It's easy. Yeah, come on. How many lights are even I know this reference. How many lights are there? There actually are though. I don't know. That's the question. That's the best episode. That's the question. Is it two or three? Three. Four. It's four. four. Sam's stolen. Oh my god, Sam's Sam's is that how many there are? Well, there's there's four, and he says there's five, and he's going down. Yeah, there are five. four lights. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, data or data or law, Sam. Uh, I need to go with some law actually because I'm oh, I'll go data then. I'll go data. I'll go data. So this is the last data question. We're all law oh, okay, after right, this. Okay. What was the standard crew and passenger capacity oh, of the Enterprise D? <laughs> no fucking idea. Who knows this stuff? Um, well, Chris <laughs> knows this stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm not. Mm. I, I, I mean, families and stuff, so probably quite a few. I'm going to say 310. 310, Chris? I'd say like 1,500. It's 1,012. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, right, Chris, so you're, we're on law now. What instrument does Commander Riker play? Trombone. Yes. Yeah, classic. Okay, Sam, we're going to... Bass trombone, whip, I think. We're going to whip through them now. Okay. What is the dress code for a Betazoid wedding? Um, casual? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to accept that. Chris, do you know? Naked. Yes, he's oh, naked. Right. Yeah. Uh, Chris, who is not a merry man? Um, Worf. <laughs> yes. That's uh, terrible. Sam, in Next Generation episode Relics, Scotty is back. Mm. What had his ship crashed into? A planet, isn't it? Oh, 
no. Oh, no. not a planet. No. no, no, no. Chris, do you want to, do you want to steal? Uh, a Dyson Sphere. It is a Dyson uh, Sphere. Yeah. And just to, uh, just to cement your uh, victory, Chris, what mm. is Wolf's favourite drink? Uh, blood wine? Oh, no, oh. no, prune juice. Prune, prune juice. juice. Yeah. I'll let you have that. Ten, um, ten for Chris, five on the, for uh, Sam. Montgomery you did very Scott. well, Sam. On the Montgomery Scott one, he I've just read the law background of the Enterprise E in this. Mm. It says the it was originally named another ship, this ship, and then because the Enterprise D got destroyed, uh, they renamed it Enterprise and gave it to this crew. Oh. Right. And it was designed by Montgomery Scott. You know, when they found him on the Dyson Sphere. Well, he designed um, the E. He, actu- he actually designed the E. <laughs> All right. Even though in the episode, in episode, you know, he's walking around the D. He's got no he idea is. what he's going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a fast learner. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool. No, thanks for that. Mm. Yeah, uh, thanks good for old that. Tom. Good good he delivered. That's my thanks. Yeah. yeah, he delivered again. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if he's got some more in him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, good questions. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, we're probably at the point where the um, the they're at the last sort of point on the ship where they need to blow it up, right? Mm. Or and evacuate. And Picard doesn't want to do that. And then we have this whole scene in his office where um, I think it's a good scene. The people I was mm. with who weren't Star Trek people said, good scene. No. Oh, I like no. that scene. No. No? There's a specific no. reason why not, though, because... Why not? Um, right. She says, oh, you're Ahab. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ahab, blah, blah, blah. And then he quotes yeah. a Moby Dick, right? And then she's like, yeah. oh, I've not read the book. And then he... I like no, that. Hang on. But then, no, that's all right. But then he explains to her the plot as if she doesn't know what the plot is. Well, why, how did you know to call him Ahab, then? Yeah, no. Um, she, I, th- I think she knows who Ahab is. She knows yeah. the plot of Moby Dick. He's still saying it though, yeah, because that's part of his speech. It's all right. Yeah, it's all no, right. I wrote down. We everyone references stuff they don't know about all the time. No, I don't get that. Yeah, but then, but then don't like explain that. it back to her because obviously she gets no, enough to tell because she's called no, Ahab in the first film place. Scene. It's a. Yeah. It's a. I know. It's a, I know. I think. I think I'd be less. If I hadn't have been so annoyed with it, I'd be less critical of it at this point. But um, yeah, it's all right. Um, I like that scene. Right. I like that scene. Yeah, yeah. You uh, broke your little ships. To, to be honest, I, I prefer. I, I really like the scene before that where him and Worf go at it. I think that's so yes, good because that's good. because you yeah. know both characters and you really yeah. feel that sort of like oh god, this is this is a bit tense, isn't it? You're yeah, right. that's true. I mean, the thing is, it's... go on. I was gonna say it's good that they show uh, it's good that they show Picard losing it a bit because you know he is seen as this kind of pillar of like being like civil and like you know yeah. stoic and all that. Yeah. It's quite good in this film you get him going mental and smashing stuff and you know like you know I think that's good you know. I still I think don't good, see uh, while progression. setting the auto destruct. I would really just see that as. All you're going to do is make the Borg want to leave the ship and go down to the planet. The Borg at this point have control over the all the shuttlecraft. Yeah. 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 It's not really a it's not really a great plan, is it? No. Also, you know, um, I know it's skipping ahead, but you know, you know, Data disarms the auto uh, destruct. 
surely you wouldn't have to do that, would you? Because he's lower ranked than Picard. So would he be able to do that? No, he's the one who... Well, that's a good point, actually. Unless he was saying yeah. that he can just hack everything anyway because he's just a... I mean, mm. he's in in the TV series, it was always a major risk to have around, right? Oh, ma- yeah, oh, massive, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he could basically just take over the ship. He did on many occasions. And there was literally yeah. no... There was no comeback on that. Like no, he never. He got should have been decommissioned after about two episodes. Yeah, they mm. should have took him apart because, yeah. and he could literally like squash anyone's head. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's where randomly I would say the Orville did quite well with their mm. robot character because that's basically spoilers. That's basically kind of where it goes, isn't it? The yeah. the robot character ends up being kind of evil and mm. they do like they are they do completely regret having it on board because it just takes everything over like for a comedy series they actually took that to a logical kind of place weirdly and that's why he would have been a big threat in this if he would have been Borg properly uh, Borg yes. queened yeah Sam's already yeah. solved this this whole yeah. problem yeah. because if and he it was would have been Borg a mirror queen, of what happened in the first attack where they took Picard and took all his knowledge and yeah. thoughts exactly yeah to, and it's like exploring what's the threat of taking someone yeah. Who's already the, cyborg? The it? only weakness in your version is, I bet you, someone would have come along and rewritten your brilliant script and had that the way Data solved it was by turning his emotion chip on and crying. Yes. and then that's how he stopped being a. But Borg. that would have worked. <laughs> it would have worked. Because it would have been a it bit. It could have just annoying. got to the point where Picard gets to the engineering and he just goes, "Okay, Data, you've gone evil, but just do me a favour, turn your emotion chip on." Yeah, and then you, well, yeah, I, but, yeah. But also, I mean, this is spoilers for Nemesis, for people if you've not watched Nemesis, but they do eventually kill Data. They could have, if they didn't, if they had that desire here, they could have oh, ended up actually yeah. killing him, you know, and then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'd have been all right with that. Yeah. <laughs> I think Data gets a lot and he more. He might not have time. ever been dead because they could have done a Spock thing because actually all of his thoughts and knowledge would be within the Borg collective. But also, watch yeah. at the end of Nemesis, they've got. That's B four, isn't it? At the end of Nemesis, they bring yeah, but they've got they haven't got his thoughts and oh right, yeah, yeah you yeah. know, and then they do something with Picard, which is very strange. Mm. I don't know what's going on with Picard. <laughs> like mm. this all I mean, links. We haven't even spoke. This shows how shit Picard is in the sense like Picard references this film every episode. Mm. It's supposed to be highly linked in with this film, and we haven't even mentioned it. Oh, no. I've completely forgotten, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? At least there isn't much emotion chip data in this. He turns it off quite quite quickly, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, like we have that one We had all that bullshit in Generation Zone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, um, can, we, uh, can, I, can we talk about the, the planet bit a bit more here? Yeah. Because yeah. this whole, like, going towards the launch, stuff like this, and, and mm. Cochran doesn't want to do it, and he's running off, and he's not bothered mm. and stuff, mm. and... Drunk. And they keep, he's drunk, and they keep accidentally talking to him about how great he's in the future like yes. that. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. Which is yeah. problematic in itself. But then they get into this, like, thing where when they take off, when, like, Riker and the Forge are so smug about about how great he is in the future, <laughs> and everything he does, they're like, oh, how great is this? And, oh, and, and, and I just hate that 
I hate, I and mean, that's that smog Riker is the worst Riker anyway. But I really don't yeah. like that way of. They already know they've got to they've got to treat them quite carefully because yeah, they're way they've just out opened of the floodgates though. They've just decided ah oh, fuck it. Yeah, haven't they? Like, I, I really yeah. Hate, you know the bit where they goes he goes into warp and he's and he and cock and screaming. Yeah, and behind yeah. him Riker's like wow all smug. Well, but that effect is going to they're, they're all going to be feeling pretty shit, aren't they? Going to warp in this little tin. Oh pan. yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they shouldn't be used to that. They that's completely. Yeah, it's like, not what they're doing in the future. No. No, exactly. Well, it'd be like you or I going in Apollo Eleven or something. Yeah, and and Riker yeah. like looks across it before and he's like, "Oh, how how crazy!" He's like screaming, yeah. you know. <laughs> Stupid. Did, um, James well, I guess Cor- they are highly trained astronauts. These two compared to him, right? Well, but Not in that kind they? of ship, though. You wouldn't be. Why would they be flying that kind of? Yeah, but I'm sure they have training for all this. But shit. isn't it? No, but isn't it like us being used to a car, but then having to ride a horse? I don't know. You know, I like, know. yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, James Cromwell claimed that Zephyr Cochran was the closest of any of his roles to his personality in real life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is a yeah. bit fucked up, I guess. Uh, yeah, so. I do like the whole he's a drunk. I know it's totally yeah. unbelievable because he should be like the best, like, astro, no, no, like quantum yeah. physicist in the world or whatever. Yeah. And. The equivalent to him in the world now would not be this person. No. Um, but I do like how he's talking about how he just wants to get rich and go and yeah. to a desert island and all this sort of stuff. And I think he is a good actor as well. Oh, yeah. And I like how it just really doubles down all on this is how Star Trek is a utopia mm-hmm. and how we go from this world to the world that they know. Yeah, and I think I sat with like some non-Star Trek people, and they were like really affected by what Star Trek is because of seeing this. Mm. I, I agree. I like. I think James Cromwell's a good actor, and I do like that as well. That thing about how he's about the money and stuff like that. What I don't like again is Smug Riker. After that, telling him a speech he tells <laughs> in the future. Someone did actually yeah. comment on Smug Riker while we were watching it. Actually, yeah. it's, and the, it's out of control. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think but he's also the director. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that there's that sort of thing going on there. We haven't, two, we haven't two, mentioned his direction, have we? Two takes Frakes, they called him at the end of this. <laughs> I, I, I love I love with Frakes how you can always tell it's him directing because he's so you know like how not, he's the camera's always doing this and flying about everywhere, like all, <laughs> all this nonsense. Which is good, but I think this one is gets a bit too far. He's got too much of that trying yeah. to make his mark. Um, yeah. And this is this is the depiction of like an epic scene in Star Trek lore, right? Mm. They decided, let's put this on film, right? And this whole, the warp flight, and then when the Vulcans come down, mm. and mm. I think it's quite well handled. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, no, uh, why can the Vulcan and uh, and Cochrane understand each other without a universal translator? The Vulcans have universal translators. Why, right, uh, okay. if we're doing questions, why do the Vulcans not sense the Enterprise? I know at the end they say, oh, the moon's going to sort out the war. Yeah, we've been there for but ages, why do they yeah. not just see that the Enterprise is in the in but the space? But again, we're yeah. dealing with, like, this is, the, this is like a big time difference as well, right? This is like oh, three or 300 years so their difference in technology. Might, uh, this would be like someone with a Spitfire not seeing an F-22. Right, okay, fair enough. Um, who? Hey, <laughs> hey! Another, another bonus one. Yeah. Who is who is that Vulcan? Do you know? What actor? Uh, character. Oh, 
Um, no idea. No, go on. He's Solkar. Mm. As mentioned in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, Solkar is mm. the grandfather of Sarek. Right. So he's sub- so he's actually this person is the great grandfather of Spock. Oh right. Yeah. So just to make and it Sarek, all about Spock. And Sarek was the ambassador to Earth. So yeah. And also Michael Burnham's dad. Like the yes. whole Vulcan thing is basically there's just one family that's done literally every single event in Vulcan history. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a bit yeah. stupid. Yeah, that's a bit stupid. Uh, um, the yeah. ship which they land on in Discovery. There's a Starfleet ship. It has the same name, is it? Like they called the ship the same. Oh, that's funny. It's called the Taplanahath. Oh. Stupid ship. Yeah, it's a bit silly. It's very 2000 and... Uh, I mean, well, it's very... Um, they made it look alien, haven't they, in yeah. a true sense. And I, th- I, I suppose, quite like yeah. that, how they've... Yeah. Because obviously, I don't know, it, it kind of just makes me think how, like, fascist the humans become. Because it's like, we make a federation with these guys who are massively ahead of us... We bring them into it, but then we make them wear our uniforms with our ships. <laughs> yeah, and we put the we put the Federation capital in Paris or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's true actually. Yeah, that's just humans for you, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've got a, a, yeah. a law question for you. Uh, yeah. If we if we are in Star Trek, which we're not, because mm. the eugenics wars happen as it by now. Anyway, if we're in Star Trek, mm. when does World War Three mm. start? How long have we got? Oh, God. I don't know, 50 years, 30 years or something? 2026. Well, 2026. 2026? Yeah, so oh, six man. years left until World War Three starts. Oh, God, that's a bit depressing. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. Damn. Uh, I've got some other random ones, actually, I wrote down. You know when, uh, you know that uh, data says it's been eight years, seven months, 16 days, four minutes and 22 uh, mm. seconds since he had mm. sex yeah. or whatever? What is he referencing? Naked Now, episode two of the first series. Mm. And when he hooked up with... Pashiar. Pashiar. Very good. Dreadful episode. Uh, And where's my other one? My other one was, possibly the worst line of the film is when (laughs) Zephyr Cochran says... So you're, you're on some kind of star. <laughs> oh, I love Trek. That. Oh, bad. no, it's bad. terrible. I fucking love it. It's terrible. Bad. Because um, I was trying to figure out, is that because they watch Star Trek in the world he comes from? <laughs> yes, I thought that as well, yeah, yeah. Can you name, do you know what the nearest to someone ever saying that before this was? Uh, and who said it? I don't know. Maybe there was Kirk? a sentence that ended in star and then there's one that started in Trek. <laughs> No, no, it was uh, All Good Things Part 1 uh, mm. when Q said, it's time to put an end oh, to your yeah. trek through the, through stars. the stars. Yes, I do with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and my last my last one is, you know when Geordie goes on about the big Zephyr Cochrane statue? Mm. Yeah. Uh, we never see that statue, mm. but there is a small scale model of it somewhere in the Star Trek universe. Do you know where? Ooh. Uh, it's in someone's quarters. Is it in... Is Michael it in Burnham. The, uh, no, Michael Burnham. Is it in the J.J. Uh, Abrams universe? No, it's in this no. universe. Okay. No. Um, don't it's, know. It's in Captain Archer's quarters. Ah. Yeah, there's a little version, little small-scale model yeah, of him yeah. doing the, like, yeah. to the they stars. Actually, could they actually loop back onto this film a few times in Enterprise. Yeah. Because there's a whole thing where the, there's some of the Borg which got destroyed in the, the sphere mm. and they find them in the North Pole frozen and oh. then they start taking over the Earth 
and they get they hijack a ship and then the Enterprise has to oh, take them out, which mm. shouldn't make any sense at all because these are Borg no. from the 24th century and the Enterprise somehow manages to beat them, even though they've never come across the Borg before. <laughs> how do and they, then how do everyone seems them? to forget who the Borg are completely <laughs> in the annuals of time and then Picard, <laughs> like, when they find them, yeah, because Q sends them, it's like... with. Just look in the computer database. Yeah, was, was Archer just really yeah. bad at keeping like any kind of paperwork? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should write out that report on those robots, yeah. but I just can't be asked. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got a bit of trivia for you. Do you know this is the first Star Trek sequel to not recycle footage? Oh, wow. Yeah. All and that's else. ironic, isn't it? Because they actually make you think you're seeing a flashback when you're not. When oh, he that's says, true. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. when she's like, oh, Lakotus, you remember me, I whispered yeah, yeah. in your ear or whatever. Because that's what confused me, because I was like, oh, shit, is she actually mm. from, was she in that episode? But no, she wasn't. Also, is he wearing the correct uniform in the beginning, though? I think he must be, right? I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. do, also, do I remember the, the, the episode called First Contact, the Star Trek Next Generation episode? Yes. No. That's where Riker just shags a load of women on this planet, Yeah, right? it's really problematic. Uh. <laughs> It's really it's, the start is really clever because they're like incognito and they're like being first contact. Yeah. And Riker gets set up like Riker gets, ends up in like their area fifty one, yeah. and just bangs a scientist. Yeah. Oh, he gets like God. he wakes up from he's like in a medical coma or something, isn't he? He wakes up and he's way out of getting out, of just yeah. sleeping with everyone on the planet. That's yeah. how he gets out of yes. it. I do quite like that line when uh, Picard's about to blow up the ship and he just says, yeah. "Tell everyone to find a quiet corner of America and just like." Not and avoid history or something like there's a show in that somewhere just this group of people from the future just like mm. living really low key but they're actually all from the future like he, that's a weird but, concept but also they've he's complete there's a problem with the script here and I guess they kind of do manage it well but it's like the Borg are still going to take over and destroy the world yeah mm. go and find a quiet corner of America and stay out of history what when the yeah. Borg yeah you, need to, yeah, you need to rise up and yeah the, the Borg's motives and and I think that's where the Borg well I guess is. they're going to blow the ship up so he's just assuming that the Borg will just go quietly will it yeah but like you say why the Borg beamed off one blowed up one blowing yeah. up ship why would they not beam off another blowing up ship like also if if the Borg have blown up and they are stuck there then maybe a more useful um use of their time would be to actually advance civilization a bit faster and make a new future where <laughs> You know, they yeah. impart some of this knowledge from the future to him. And, and also, the other problem with it is the script is that obviously they get back to the future at the end, but haven't they invented time travel at this point? Reliable, fast, easy time travel. I didn't understand no, how they no, got you back. No, no, you need a, um, a Borg temporal... Yeah, they have in this film. It's not, it's not explained how they get back in this film. They've blown up the Borg cube, haven't they? The Borg they have, but in, in Voyager, they established that Borg do have like this limited time travel technology, right. but you need like one of these like temporal coils, like it's a bit of tech that you have right. to have. And they totally... I think, I think Voyager nicks one at one point, or like a transwarp coil or something. Basically... I don't know how the Enterprise got back. It's like one no, line, I mean, it, isn't it? Like really, they just go like, take us back, and you're like, yeah, right. Yeah. Then, psh, and then they just go. It's like, well, oh, Star we're not Trek think Four, about that. you just raz it, raz it around the sun a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, toss it around the uh, sun, and you're fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the whole thing, I don't understand why the Borg didn't time travel in Borg space and then just travel across the galaxy and get Earth. Yeah. Why did they go to Earth? 
Yeah. And then time travel. Yeah. Yeah, they've got an awful long time. Yeah, like, because they before... could have changed history without us even knowing. Well, if you yeah. can, also if you can time travel at all, just time travel super far back to like when no civilizations are built up and just colonize the entire place then. Yeah. Maybe there's a limit on how far their technology can send them back. To only to warp times. Mm. Oh, if they could only travel to the point of warp creation, then they would have to be, that would be the fixed point, the, the time that... Oh, no, but the whole Vulcans have warps. Warp, warp is oh, no, different to time no travel. Yeah. yeah, it makes no sense. Um, but you know what? It was an entertaining film anyway. I did enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we get to see some proper Star Trek back lore, don't we? We yeah. learn how Star Trek came about, really. Yeah. In in their universe. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I think it's nicely tied up. Um, yeah. They they really they managed to repair the Enterprise quickly at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah. They? Yeah. Somehow. Assuming they, they've a fucked up the warp drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've blown up their deflector dish, which you need to go into warp. Yeah. What else have they screwed? <laughs> Pretty much every system on the well, ship. Well, engineering is yeah. destroyed, isn't it? They smashed no, that thing. Yeah. Knackered. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely knackered. <laughs> it's just, but well, they got Julie <laughs> like, back. Yeah. He, he can go. He can work quite quick with his new eyes. Unless they like they hotwire the warp drive from the Phoenix into the Enterprise. I don't know. Like. <laughs> Um, that would yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't know. Um, you think it would be like chronicled, like there's no way that they would have been able to keep that secret that the Enterprise came back and helped them, right? No. Uh, no, I didn't think so. I mean, they've really mucked around with the timelines, I would say, yeah. at this point. Like, uh, that, like, also, the- in, that, in that Enterprise episode I was talking about where the Borg turn up again, Captain Archer puts on like a video of Zephyrin Cochran hmm. and how he it was with the same actor as well. And, or no, no, he reads his diary and it's like this guy has said that this, these cy- cyborgs from the future came and tried to destroy her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think, yeah, no, hold on, no, no, that, no, you're right, hold on. He's now becomes the most important figure in the whole universe. Isn't yeah. he going to go, oh, hey, guys, we need to watch out for these bald yeah, things. Totally, my, yeah. Ma- yeah. my friend Lily here knows exactly what <laughs> yeah. they look, look like. She's yeah. got intimate knowledge. Like, Lily, who was my co-pilot. Yeah, she should have died, really. That would have helped a little bit. I mean, I didn't want her to die, but at least it would have sorted out. I mean, Lily out. still hasn't been into space, but I, I don't know if they just make out that she did go into space in the conspiracy. I don't know. Yeah, like how do they explain the fact Riker and LaForge are on the ship? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, it's a, mess. Um, it's a mess. They basically beam up at the end in full sight of the Vulcans <laughs> and everyone on the planet as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> another energy signal. They don't have transporters at this yeah. point either. The Vulcans yeah. don't have transporters. No, no, that's, I just, <laughs> that whole ending, you're just like, no, hold on, that's another, someone on the ship would just be like, whoa, it's just a really big energy signal just came from, like, behind you where you're standing. That's yeah. weird. Also, like, on, on a technical level, the final shot when they show the, the ship and they pan out, it's a composite yeah. of different elements, and it's terrible. Yeah, you can like, tell, it, just, it slides, doesn't it? I've only, the... I only noticed the other day, actually, like, because the... The building is a different element to the ship, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, and they, totally they locked. Yeah, perspective's fucked as it flies up, isn't it? They all go yeah. sliding. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, that's your lot. We've well, we managed to keep it to an hour and fifteen. Normally, 
you know. Yeah, that's not bad. Longer for a Star Trek yeah. film. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do we think then, guys? Sam, do you want to go first? As I'm, I'm, I'm detecting some negativity. Well, first of all, after Star Trek Five, I watched it. And I absolutely hated it. I was I was so upset. I was like, this is terrible, 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 terrible. Because before that, I would always say, this is my favourite Star Trek film. It is my favourite by far. Yeah. Mm. Um, maybe Shatner I was really ruined down. this as well. <laughs> well, I don't, well uh, this time through, I wasn't as down. I enjoyed it a lot more. Um, but I still... I don't think it's a very good film. I think that I just really like The Next Generation crew. And there's yeah. good elements to it. But I don't. I, I don't think it's a very good. I really don't think it's a very good film. I think it's really overrated. I think. I think. I think that it's the inertia of the fact that a, a lot of the films are shit. Generations were shit, and and it's such a, a lovable cast, and it's so nice yeah. to see them with money and on a big screen stuff like that. That's what pulls me through. And I, and, I, and yeah. so for that reason, I still think it is. I think it's probably my second favorite Star Trek film now. But I think if it was the old crew in it. Well, imagine that for a start. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but like yeah. you know, as we said, the Borg queens aren't very good. I think the Borg aren't great villains. I think a lot of stuff on the planet isn't very good. So it's a weird one. It's it's boosted by who's in it. Um, yeah, for a lot for me, that's my take. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And Alex, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I, yeah, I think it's it's good fun. I like. Uh, I love Picard. I like what they do with Picard in this film. I have a problem with the Borg queen. I don't like her. She feels. I, I, she just doesn't. She doesn't really feel like a Star Trek character. She feels like a mm. a film, a movie character. Yeah. Like it, mm. it's like a pandering to the audience a little bit. I think mm. Sam solved this like by saying that it, Data got to take the idea of Data being taken over was a much better idea. And mm. I, I, I don't know why they didn't go there with this. I think it mm. it just feels lazy. Like oh, let's just put a sexy woman in, and yeah, it's kind of Geiger, but it's a woman. And I hate all the sex stuff. I find it really. It's just yucky and it's not necessary. Um, mm. um, but generally, as a whole, yeah, I enjoy it. And I think it's probably, I think it is one of the best uh, mm. Star Trek films still. Even for yeah. its flaws, I still think it's really good. And like yeah. you say, I think it's, Chris, I think it's it's good to see this moment. This, it's, it's good that they not only riffed off an episode, but also they took this moment that is so important mm. and then showed you this moment. Like, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. get to see it. And that is really interesting and exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I probably agree with you with the Queen, Borg Queen stuff because it kind of is, she's going against everything which they've established is what the Borg are about, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't want individuality. It's literally like a hive. Yeah. But then they do underline the things like there was, there is a Queen Bee to a hive and also it's quite common for, say, uh, say there's a, a communist leader in a film to be really decadent and love like mm. champagne and lobster, like yeah. against the actual beliefs of the system yeah. that they rule over. Yeah. Like I quite, I kind of like that du- duality. Mm. Okay. So you can, I, I agree. That makes sense. I don't know whether that makes yeah, sense. No, and I, and I think you can do, as you say, a, a hive has a queen and you can do a yeah. ball queen character. I just don't think this is that character. Like no. there's a way of doing it that isn't so as, as Alex says, pandering to that. Mm mid-90s sort of sci-fi villain thing yeah you know yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. also I don't, I don't like how they do it in the matrix where you know at the end where they get like fucking neo and he's just talking to like 
the matrix. The no, pill- that's the true. Imagine though, if like yeah. the Borg Queen was more like the Alien Queen, it was like this huge, yeah. like massive limbs and like. Oh, this, if they did like, it now, it would be a total like body horror sort of mashup, yeah, yeah. wouldn't it? It would yeah. be like it would be a bit more of Matrix and a bit of Prometheus and yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's just how she does. Like they constantly kind of question her about her existence she kind of just like smugly kind of dodges their questions which is a bit yeah it's almost like the film's aware that it's not really kind of satisfying you know but it doesn't know how to answer the question itself also her only function really is to be the the picard character in that picard data conversation they endlessly have about data's you know Mm, human emotions she's she's really just obsessed just talking to data a lot she's not really talking much about what she wants to do or what you know what what she's got going on and does Data need this much screen time? I don't know. No, I mean, this gets, it gets worse from here on out. Mm. Yeah, the, the yeah they become obsessed with Data. Absolutely don't they? obsessed, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah, so I guess it's in the same way they became obsessed with Spock. Yeah. In the, in the yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of like it. I still think it's one of the best mm-hmm. out of the whole lot, yeah. you know, if you put them all, rank them all mm. up. Um, and I do like how. You, we are seeing the TV era like vibes in terms of like their yeah. philosophy and their high mindedness, which you just don't get with the old crew. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I do like this style of Star Trek. Mm. I think it, it's very strong as a thing, and it, it is actually what Gene Roddenberry was originally going for. Yeah. This is Gene Roddenberry's ideas. Yeah. So, that's what though that, uh, insurrection. I know people, people don't like insurrection, but I quite like insurrection, and that's because mm. I think it does it. It captures the next generation feel even more than this yeah. does, and that's what's good but about. That's it. just like an episode. That one, isn't yeah. It, really? I'd, I'd, yeah. I don't mind it. So yeah. Can, yeah. Anyway, um, where yes. does it go then? Because basically, at the moment, we're sitting mm. with uh, Wrath of Khan is mm. at number oh, nine. I just found it. Number nine. Number nine. And then yes. below that is Undiscovered Country at number 30. 30. Yeah. yeah. So... I would put it somewhere between the two, I, I think. think. I think you're right. I think um, it's more towards Star Trek 6 than it is towards Star Trek 2, personally. Um, um, yeah, I mean... I would, I mean, I would watch it over a lot of these films, but I'm, I know I'm probably different to you guys, but... Like I, I, I would watch it before I watch like I don't know, like I'd probably put it around the Starship Trooper sort of area or Ooh. something like that. Maybe, maybe a touch too high there, but uh, uh, I think mid twenties. Maybe around Return of the Jedi might be a good shot because yeah, I'm just looking at that area myself. How about I mean um, I think above Fifth Element maybe twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's. Uh, Better than Close Encounters. Um, is it better than Close two. Encounters? Yeah, I do. It's probably more. Close it's Encounters actually is quite boring. It's probably more fun than Close Encounters. Actually, yeah. Um, I mean, I'd always give it. I'd always give it a Star Trek bonus and have to have it quite. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's definitely better than Fifth Element. I don't think it's better than the original Godzilla. One hundred percent, definitely not. So then, it's basically in this kind of twenty. 24, 25. 26, take 26, between Close Counters and Fifth yeah. Element, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think it's done quite well for 26. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, as a directorial debut of Frakes, mm. it's not a bad Very show, bold. is it? Oh, yeah. 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 
I think I think Thrace is a good director. I do. I think he's yeah, yeah. he's too over the top with the stylized shots and stuff. I think mm. he's a good action director. The ones definitely. he's done of Discovery, I think, are probably the best ones. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, cool. I think he's even done some Orville, hasn't he? Has he directed some? Yeah, Orville? he did do some Orville. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And he's got another film on our list, uh, but it's a lot lower down. Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Oh, yes. He directed Insurrection as well, didn't he? Directed Insurrection. Oh, yeah. did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was fun, wasn't it, guys? Mm, yeah. A good a bit, one. A bit of trek. Thanks. Good birthday mm. pick. Yeah, yeah. What's coming up? Films go downhill from here on out. <laughs> yep. Uh, we've peaked. Yeah. We've peaked. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is coming up? So, next week, uh, the, well, the link is, when I was reading about First Contact, originally, did you know that it was meant to go back to the Civil War? That was a time travel. Well, that would have been good. And uh, it was all set in Civil War. And that was because the people who were making it were big fans of the Nicholas Meyer film, Time After Time. Nicholas Meyer, who directed Wrath uh, Khan, uh, which is a film I've never seen. Have you ever seen Time After Time? Nope, no. Uh, it's a Malcolm McDowell starring another time travel film from 1979 to say. H.G. Uh, Wells pursues Jack the Ripper to the 20th century where the serial murder uses the future's the future writer's time machine to escape his time period. So it sounds absolutely absurd, but uh, mm, yeah. an influence on First Contact. So yes, that's next week's film. That's next week. Mm. Lovely. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, we uh, got through that at High Warp and uh, <laughs> we are cruising to the next episode uh, which will be next week hopefully Um, and if you've got any suggestions, questions criticisms or compliments please send them to uh, any of our social medias which is uh, at sci-fi rating, anything on any of those or sciencefictionratism.com if you want to use the traditional email you can even you can comment on the episodes now Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not where that came from, but it's there. Oh, okay. Cool. And the Uh, merch is coming, yeah, Sam? Merch is on its way. Merch will be here now. Merch is live. Go and explore the link below and enjoy it. Oh, okay. Not live in our time, in in time of recording. In your time. Okay, good. (laughs) Cool. All right, then. So uh, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from these guys. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. That's success. You just said success. Yeah, all right. Why you said that? Uh, <laughs> live long and prosper. Yep. Yes. Here we go.